one time once again for Sco Perp Soccer. Sco Perp! And Orlando Pride Podcast. This is episode number 13. I am your host, Michael Citro, and I'm the founder and managing editor of TheMainland.com, an independent website covering Orlando City, the Orlando Pride, OCB, and all things soccer-related in the city. Beautiful. And joining me in both this podcast and also my fandom of the Orlando Pride, David Rowe in Tallahassee. Dave, how you doing? Michael, I am fantastic. I mean, come on. After a uh, a road win like that, how can you not be excited and happy? I am both excited and happy. I'm exappy. Exappy, exactly. Pride Dave went to Washington and got a 3-0 victory. A season sweep of the spirit, Dave. Let's revisit our match score predictions, shall we? Yeah. I So uh, you were actually closest with a 3-1 loss. And I predicted a 2-0 loss. Although I guess in one way I'm closer. But still. Um, yeah, we, we didn't have a lot of confidence going into this match, did we? No, we did not. And maybe we should have because yeah. uh, this has been a very Jekyll and Hyde Orlando Pride team this year. Uh, but we both felt like losing your two playmakers in Marta and Adriana was probably going to be more costly for the Pride than uh, even though they lost a, a couple of playmakers as well and also their goalkeeper. Uh, because they were playing at Audi Field, where they had not lost all season. Uh, our reasoning was sound. It was just wrong. Yeah. We were logical, and logic has nothing to do with the 2023 Orlando Pride. Absolutely not. I don't know what we were thinking. And, oh, Doyle rules. Oh, Doyle rules indeed. Yeah. So, Dave, it didn't take long for the Pride to get going in this one as uh, it only took eight minutes for Julie Doyle to open the scoring. Julie Doyle was a force of nature in this game and it, extremely close to having a hat trick for the pride in this game. But uh, just eight minutes in, uh, Doyle is able to open the scoring. And it was, you know, I think we were all a little bit surprised when it happened, but there was a lot of soccer to be played. And it was like, oh, okay, well, uh, you know, at least a goal. Yeah, look, on the road, go up 1-0. That's that's good. And you know how it happened? I mean, they were uh, they were working the ball into the box and uh, it you know, it kind of kind of dribbled back or bounced back out and Doyle connected on it really nicely mm-hmm. uh, on the half volley and and just put a screamer into the left side of the box and and there you go, pried up 1-0. And if the first goal was fun to watch, 8 minutes later, another Divisible by eight number, 16th minute. Doyle doubles the lead. 2-0. You know, uh, longtime listeners of our other podcast, Mainland, where we where we used to cover the pride and and well know that I've I've been a a, a Doyle fan since she arrived. I've I've liked the energy that she's brought and mm-hmm. and the uh you know the, I think she brings a little bit of a spark. Um to the pitch and and so I've always I've always really liked what she's done. And of course, you know, she had that that uh injury uh that kept her out for a while, but now she's back. And now she's back, but she's contributing and man, 
brace within 20 minutes. Whew. First two goals of the season for Julie and her first NWSL brace. It was nice to see. And uh, Orlando, now you're thinking 2-0. They can get points out of this game. Yeah, yeah. At least a point. Maybe if we get lucky, maybe three. Yeah. They keep them back on their heels. And uh, and that was exactly kind of what was going on in this game. It was Orlando was was buzzing. There was a good energy about the team in this game. They were able to go into Washington. Again, nobody had won a, a league game there, you know, as a visiting team. They not only went in there but uh, and took the lead. They they outshot Washington. They had more shots on goal, um, more crosses. I mean, the, this this wasn't an accident. This this result was earned. Very much so. Uh, the the pride played well in this game. Uh, this is the this is the pride that that Seb Hines keeps telling us that he knows that he sees mm-hmm. that um, he expects and. You know, we're all like, all right, Seb, but this is, this is that squad. And, it, and once again, no Marta, no Adriana. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was two nil at the break uh, and Orlando gets to the halftime with that two goal advantage. And you're thinking, this is great. As long as Orlando can, the longer that Orlando can keep Washington off the board, the better chance they have of getting out of the game with something. And they, they were able to not only do that in the early going of the second half, they actually added a third goal in the 61st minute. This was you know, a good play by Allie Watt. It looked like she was maybe crossing the ball, maybe could have been shooting the ball, not sure, but it bounced off of Tara McKeown, and um, it's in the net. It's 3-0 on an own goal, and you've got a half hour to play with a three-goal lead. Now you're actually feeling pretty good. You might give up a goal, but as long as you can at least make Washington take 10 or 15 minutes to get a goal, then you got a pretty good chance of holding them off. You really do. And 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 what came on for Doyle? Um, so what I assume happened is whatever magic uh Doyle was was channeling, she, you know, when they when they do the little double high five or, or hug as they're coming off the field, she transferred that energy to watch. She brought it back out there and boom, goal. It's like giving someone an invisible captain's armband. Yes. yes. It was the here, here's the invisible scoring armband for you. Yeah. Well, I like it. I think they should get one for everyone on the team. Yes. Keep doing that. But yeah, no, uh, it was a great play by Watt. Um, she was in a good position. Um, we talk about it all the time. Put the ball in, in there and see what happens. And sometimes you get a bounce and it's in the back of the net. Yeah, and Julie, before she left, had a pretty good shot at a hat trick. Uh, did not miss by much. Uh, just missed the near post. Um, and that would have been something because uh, it's, it's been a minute since uh, the Pride have had a hat trick. Yeah, that would have been really cool. I would have really liked that for her, but still, no shame in a brace. No shame whatsoever in a brace. That was a, a very a very good outing for Julie. And uh, yeah, she she got chopped down a few times and was struggling a little bit physically a, a couple of times in the game. But, um, you know, Watt came on with fresh legs and she got that speed and she's able to keep, keep that energy going. So that was nice. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, I, this was fun to watch. I mean, it really was. Yeah. And I, I know it's easy to say when you're winning, but it's true. <laughs> Absolutely. So 
3-0 at that point. Orlando able to see it out. Really only a couple of scary moments. Uh, but it was you know, whenever Ashley Hatch is on the pitch, it's obviously sure always feeling like, uh-oh, at any moment she could strike. Ashley Hatch has scored so many goals against the Pride. It's not even funny. Yeah, it's not worth going into because we're we're feeling good. I don't want to be depressed. Yeah, exactly. So uh, final whistle blows. David's 3-0 to the Pride. Eyebrows again raise all around the league. This is something that the Pride have been able to do a few times at home. They haven't really played like this on the road with the possible exception of the San Diego game. Yeah, yeah, that uh, that 3-1 win at San Diego all the way back in April. Um, you know, they've uh, they had a, a you know, the 3-1 win against Portland, but once again that was at home. So and we're going to talk about the the craziness of the results here in just a bit, but uh, that is, like you said, eyebrows raised around the league because nobody had gone into Washington and done that. And the pride, the pride, go and do that. Yeah. Washington has lost three regular season games. Two of them have been against Orlando. <laughs> they they really don't want Orlando to make the playoffs. It's that would be all, hilarious. It's the opposite of the Wayne Rooney energy this year. <laughs> it's like, it, yeah. It's the Wayne Rooney curse on Orlando City is being revisited upon the spirit by the pride. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take anything I can. But yeah, can you can you just imagine uh, they Orlando skates into the playoffs and they end up having to uh, they end up playing Washington and Washington's like, oh no, yeah, uh, that's not do not want do not want no no <laughs> can we play somebody else anybody else? Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty great. Um, the pride uh, again sweeping the spirit kind of makes you feel not quite so bad for losing at home to Kansas City and uh this team is insane um <laughs> i i don't think there's any doubt who the player of the match is mine is julie doyle dave mine is she of the magnificent pigtails julie doyle yeah and julie was uh, up for uh, NWSL player of the week. She was getting a, beaten in the fan voting on Twitter. Last I saw by Elise Bennett uh, by just a percentage point or so. I, I don't know if she made up the ground, but uh, you know, Orlando's not allowed to have players of the week. So it's probably not going to be her, but um, she will forever be player of the week in our hearts. No, oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Um, again, we mentioned how strange this season has been. Dave, the pride have won five games this year. They're, they're not far out off the playoff pace. They're just what five points back. And that's essentially like being two games back. And if, if you're looking at baseball standings, you, you look at your team with, um, you know, a third of the season left or whatever it is. And you see your two games, your two games out of first place or two games out of the wild card. You still feel like you have a pretty good shot at the playoffs. So that's kind of where the pride are right now. Uh, they definitely have to do a little bit better against the bottom feeders in the um uh, in the league because out of the five wins that the team has this year dave four of them have come against teams currently above the playoff line only one win against teams below the playoff line yeah yeah it's nuts and and when you're talking about as we mentioned two wins against washington and you know a win against the thorns good grief yeah uh and san diego is the is the fourth of those wins and that was on the road yeah. so two of these Two of these are on the road, two at home against top teams in the league. If you can beat the Thorns and if you can beat San Diego and you can beat Washington, 
why can't you beat Chicago? Why can't you beat Kansas City? And uh, it's just maddening. Um, but they're going to have to do that down the stretch. If they're going to make the playoffs. They're going to have they have games left. They have to go to Angel City. Angel City's second to last. They've got a. Uh, they still host the Red Stars in Orlando. Um, I think they have a game left at home against Houston. And Houston right now is right on the cusp of that that playoff line. Uh, there are opportunities here. They've got two games against OL Rain. OL Rain is a, is a team above the playoff line, but if they if they can get results in those games, they can easily knock uh, you know knock the rain down to where they can be caught as well. So there, there's opportunities here. This team is is good when it can score goals, but that's been the problem. This team has has gotten what 14 goals scored on the year. And like 12 of them have come in four games or 11 of them. 11 of them have come in four games. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I, you know, you've got uh, the win, uh, you know, they mentioned the win against San Diego, the win against uh, Portland and the last win against Washington, where they had three goals in each of those matches. Mm-hmm. So that's nine out of all of those. Yeah. And then uh, they had two goals in their other win. So, yeah, it's. 11 goals in four games and three goals in all the rest of the game. That's, it's not great. No, it's, it's not. And, you know, the other thing, I mean, one draw on the season. Yeah. And, um, that's, uh, you got to turn some of those losses into draws instead of turning wins into draws or draws into losses. And unfortunately giving up some of those late, late goals has, has allowed some points to escape from the pride this year, but there's, it's still all there to play for. I refuse to believe in this team because every time I just start to believe in this team, they lose two or three games and don't score any goals and look terrible. So I'm not going to believe in them. I'm just going to watch them. That's, I think that's a good plan because you know, it's uh, listeners may know I keep a spreadsheet for our predictions and things like that. And, and some of it's color coded and you can, you can really see, uh, you know, the losses and the, and the wins, uh, it's very stark how it goes. There's only been one back-to-back win, uh, and that was, uh, the match against San Diego and then the follow-up win against, uh, racing Louisville. Uh, other than that, no back-to-back wins and plenty of back-to-back losses. Yeah. It's just really the, if this team's in the mood to score goals and they score goals, they can play with anyone in the league, but there's just too many games where they don't threaten goal or they get opportunities and they can't finish. And it's, it's rough, but I mean, that's what you, when you look at the stats for this team and you see the top goal scorers are only on three goals. That's, that's tells the story. I mean, you're far enough into the season. Most teams should have a striker, Dave, that have has like five goals. I mean, that's, that should be kind of normal. Should be or more, um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, should be, but obviously, that is you know, the pride have gone through a lot of strikers trying to find that person, and and you know, we've disagreed with maybe some of the choices up there. And you know, you've got others who haven't had time to develop. You know, Messiah Bright could be that player in the future, she's just not there yet. Um, but yeah, it's um, I mean. I won't, I won't complain if Julie Doyle decides that she wants to score a bunch of goals the rest of the season, but you know, yeah. and, who knows? and she's the kind of player that the team can feed off of with, with the way that she brings energy to the team. If she provides 
the team just follows and and that's great to see so and, and we've seen it before i mean obviously we saw it in this last match but we've seen that we've seen that before yeah a few times last year when she would come off the bench and do something and the team would feed off it so yeah we would like to see more goals but uh in the meantime we'll take the win over washington and then the the pride day will welcome ol rain on friday first of the two meetings between those two teams this year and uh, that's a big one if they can get a win over another playoff team or another team above the line at home and and you know take care of home field uh, you know they can stay in this and the longer they stay in this the longer they'll believe that they can get there yeah the other thing i was thinking about is you know we we mentioned that the pride obviously don't have marta and they don't have adriana well mm-hmm. um you know, a lot of other teams are missing more players than the pride are. And mm-hmm. this is the time to take advantage of that. Yeah. Um, you know, and you know, the, the pride have the majority of their roster available other than two very key players, but they still have the majority available. Take advantage of that and get the points where you, when you can. Yeah. The last time the, there was a world cup, uh, I believe the pride lost something like 10 players to insane. that world cup. Uh, yeah, just un- unbelievable. And, and, and yeah, teams took advantage of that. Yeah. There were other teams that took advantage of that and the pride paid the price. Well, it's payback time, baby. Yeah. Let's hope so. Uh, so big win for the pride. Congratulations to Seb Hines and company. And, uh, we've got more news about the pride coming up, uh, after the break, we're going to also get to our mailbag box, Dave, and we've got key matchups and score predictions to get to for OL rain. So let's Get to all of that starting right after this. Dave, we're back. It's time to talk transfers. Okay, what do we got? Well, let's start with the outgoing, and then we'll come back to the incoming. And uh, the outgoing is, uh, well, Haley Bugaya, we barely knew ye. Yeah, we, we wanted to know you better, and we just... Didn't get that chance. It seemed, I feel like this is just the same thing that happens with so many, uh, you know, picks for Orlando that, you know, it's, it's like, oh, that's an exciting pick. And then that person doesn't want to come here or they leave or, you know, it, it, I, it might not be as much as it feels like it is, but it feels like it's a yeah. lot. So the teenage forward from Malta, Maltese International goes to back to Italy play in uh, the women's area uh, over there and uh, with inter Milan. And this is a, a player that we were excited about when, when Ian Fleming told us, uh, you know, she was coming and, and we got the press release. We saw it. It's like, this is exciting. This is a teenage player. It's a young player that can score. That's got good instincts. That's got talent. Um, a, a player that could be part of the future, the striker of the future, but could not get on the field for whatever reason, whether or not, she was doing what she needed to do in training, whether or not the coaches didn't like the, the energy or, or what she was bringing. I don't know, but the bottom line is either the coaches or Ian Fleming messed up on this one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll never, I don't know that we'll ever know. And we'll certainly mm-hmm. never know what, what could have been uh, because for whatever reason, she did not get a lot of playing time or an opportunity to show us, you know, what we, we were hoping she would be able to bring. Yeah. And a lot of young players got the benefit of the doubt when they weren't playing well. They were still thrown out there every week, but Haley never was. So I don't know what that means. I don't know. I, I, I don't have any context here. We would probably need to have Haley Carter on the show and, 
and ask her, like get, you know, get in her ear about it. But yeah, it was, it, it's disappointing because this is a player we were, we were excited about and we were told good things about even, even after the transfer, Miguel Gallardo was, was very uh, effusive in his praise for this player. Can't wait to see what she, he says something like, can't wait to see what she does next. She's very talented. She's got great, uh, a great soccer mind. And like, okay, well then on a team that struggled to score goals, why are we not seeing this player if that's the case? Uh, we can't have nice things. I, I guess I, I, I will. I will watch exactly for the same reasons that most pride fans will to see if this is a player who can go score goals somewhere else then why wasn't this player given the opportunity to do it here when so many players were kind of proving they couldn't score goals? Yeah. Yeah. That's a, uh, that'll be an interesting and, and all together, probably disappointing uh, exercise. Mm -hmm. And you know, when Amanda Allen signed it probably put another roadblock to her here getting playing time, although we're not seeing a lot of Amanda Allen either. Another very young player. Um, don't know what the pecking order was there. Don't know what the individual, um, you know, what what were the skills that Haley was not bringing that that needed to be shown to, for her to get more playing time. These are good questions for for Seb and for Haley Carter, uh, and we'll have to we'll have to ask those questions because this is this is disappointing. This is a player that was uh, supposed to be part of the future on, in a young rebuilding team. Um, but then let's talk about the incoming player because the incoming player is not a young player. No, which is weird because you know we talked a lot about uh, at the beginning of the season how the pride we're getting younger, looking towards the future, and all those types of things. Thirty-two-year-old Rafaela, a Brazilian international defender, will join the Pride after World Cup that became official on Monday, July third, and signed through twenty twenty-five. So obviously, going to be here for a couple of years, and um. The pedigree is great. Um, what, again, this means for the pride, I don't know. Is this a, a case of Seb wanting to play three at the back and not feeling he has three that he can count on? Is it wanting to move Emily Madrill back to right back and and have maybe her shutdown ability there that she showed earlier in the year? Remember, she was going up against some of the, some mm-hmm. of the toughest uh, forwards in the league and holding her own as a fullback. Um, Rafaela is, is you know, very good with her left foot. Uh, Madrill is right-footed playing on the left side right now. So uh, sometimes you see a little awkwardness and a little bit slow to to transition the ball out of there. So maybe that was it. Um, or does Montefusco get pushed up into a six role and uh, and Emily Madrill move over and be the, the starting right center back? I, I don't know what the answer is, but I'm really looking forward to finding out. Yeah, we just got to wait for the uh, World Cup to be over and... Then we can maybe see what the all the hullabaloo is. Easy for you to say, Dave. It evidently was not. <laughs> True. So, yeah, it's it's an interesting signing uh, because, again, 32-year-old should be 34 uh, when the contract ends. Um, she just turned 32 last month. So a young 32, if you will. Maybe it's that... Um... Uh, a a deal was made, um, an esoteric deal was made where the pride had to have a certain amount of Brazilians and, and that, you know, with Marta leaving, they had to have somebody in the pipeline. 
I don't know, but yeah, it's this is an interesting signing because they used allocation money, so some of that smog hoard has been spent on this player. Um, yeah, the pride defensively sometimes struggle, so it's a good pickup. I think this is a player who will help and and help cut down on goals against, which is nice. Uh, help keep the box clean for Anna Morehead, More Morehouse. Um, I don't know though. This is. Uh, this is a team that we just talked about. The team needs scoring. The team needs somebody that can reliably put the ball in the net because just against Kansas City last week, we saw a 2-1 game. We saw Ali Watt have an excellent opportunity to tie the game and failed to do so um, because she either didn't see Messiah Bright or didn't want to pass this Messiah Bright or didn't trust that Messiah Bright would hit the empty net. She felt better about taking her chance and she didn't score. Um, and that's happened too many times, not just from Ali Watt, but from other forwards on this team. The forwards on this team have been wasteful. They've either hit the goalkeeper square in the chest or missed the target entirely. You need somebody that is going to put the ball in the net and get you. You need a score that's going to get you eight or 10 goals a year. You need someone like that. Every team needs somebody like that. Yeah, they do and the Orlando pride do not have that. So it's, Mm-mm. it's very frustrating, it, you know, especially coming off of a, you know, a three nil win. You're like, okay, well they can score goals, but as you mentioned, those goals have been spread out over many players. Um, and you know, nobody is, nobody is absolutely killing it at the forward position yeah. like we need. I mean, I realize that Sam Kerr is like a, a, a next level elite scorer. But if this team had Sam Kerr on it, it would probably be leading the shield race right now. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's mind boggling to even think of the pride in that term, but <laughs> that's, that's really been the case that's been missing. I mean, the team has had chances early in games and not scored the first goal and it's come back to bite them. They've also had chances to come back in games to get points from behind and not been able to finish. And and then there's other games where they just get shut out. I mean, they've been shut out several times this year and they've had opportunities to score, but again, have not done it again, just drilling shots right at the goalkeeper or hit not even hitting the target. And that's, those are two things that should only happen some of the time, not all of the time. Yeah. If we could just, if we could just uh, flip it a little bit, like, you know, have, have that be something that happens 30%, not 70%. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, That'd be good. shoot at the goalkeeper. And then if you miss good things happen, that's, that's all good I'm things saying. happen. <laughs> Put it in the box. All right. Well, we'll see what Rafaela brings to the team when she arrives. I mean, it, Brazil could go deep in this tournament, so we may not see her for a few months. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's a very uh, a distinct possibility. And uh, also, she will probably, if they do go deep into the tournament, probably will get a couple weeks to recover from the tournament before uh, seeing any time. And then, of course, she has to get here and integrate with the team and pick up the system and all that stuff. So, uh, yay, we'll get her for three or four games. <laughs> <laughs> and then next year. Uh, all right, Dave. I think it's time to open some mail. If you're talking about the mailbag box, I love the mailbag box. I am talking about the mailbag box and you can ask us anything here at scope Perp soccer. A couple of ways you can hit us up on Twitter. 
Our Twitter account is at Soccer. If you're not rate limited, you can hit us up there and uh, use the hashtag AskScoPerp. You can also email us if Elon's Twitter device is down. Uh, and you can uh, email us at themainland at gmail.com. You can also go to themainland.com and go to the Scoperp Soccer webpage on that site. And uh, you can ask us anything on the built-in form that you can submit. So a couple of ways you can ask us anything. We'd love to hear from you. And I'm going to check Dave in our Gmail because I'm pretty sure we got some stuff. Well, good. While you do that, I'm going to let you know the disappointing results of my search in the Twitter. And that is that nobody is putting no Twitter. All right. So Dave shine writes to us and he's got, he's using hashtag answer scope. Well, at least it's in the Gmail. So we got it. He says, I was listening to scope number 12. When I heard your question to us listeners during the mailbag box segment, I immediately thought of one of my favorite movies of all time. Bend it like Beckham. I saw this movie long before becoming a soccer fan. I loved it then. And I still love it today. I enjoy both of the podcasts and I'm really glad to see parentheses here. The pride get the attention they deserve by having their own show. Keep up the good work, Dave. Uh, so the question on that show, we didn't have any questions in the mailbag box. So we asked our listeners to name us their favorite uh, show or movie about women's soccer. And mm-hmm. so we have a vote here for Bend It Like Beckham. Okay. Well, that is indeed a uh, movie that is about women's soccer. So mm-hmm. well done. How do you feel about that particular movie? I actually haven't gotten around to seeing it. It's like been on the list forever, but I just haven't gotten around to it. Okay, it's been years since I saw it. Yeah, I know it's a pretty old um, movie. Yeah, it uh, came out in 2002. And um, wow, had uh, obviously Beckham, but um, <laughs> Kira Knightley was in it. Well, I do enjoy a Kira Knightley movie. Yeah. So, uh, like I say, it's been forever since I've seen it. Um, but I, you know, I do remember thinking, I, I like that it was about soccer. I could have cared less about the Beckham part, but it was, you know, he was kind of big back then. So it made sense. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks to Dave Shine for weighing in with an answer to our question to our listeners. Uh, Greg Maimoni has uh, written in as well. And he also has said, Bennett. He says, Bennett like Beckham, it's not great with the whole coach romance thing. Uh, but he did mention that as the answer to the question. Um, so we've got two for Bennett like Beckham. Hmm. Which what tells me this? It, what it tells me, Dave, is there needs to be more movies and shows about women's soccer. Yes. Yes. I think that's uh I think that's absolutely the uh the thing there. I'm doing a quick look and Evidently, she's the man with Amanda Byrne and Chayden Tatum was about soccer in some respect. Mm. Don't remember that. Okay. Um, yeah, there's 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 not a lot. I mean, uh, yeah, ladybugs. <laughs> right. Yeah. There's there's just not a lot. So no. yeah, needs to be yes. more. Needs to be more. All right. More Is representation. This, are the writers still on strike? I, yes, they are. So well, when you come back wait. writers, please write about women's soccer. You know, there was this really cool thing at the uh, end of Ted Lasso where 
uh, Keely put a proposition for an AFC Richmond women's squad. Yeah. That could be a cool show. It could. It could be a mini, mini spinoffs of the Ted Lasso show. Yeah. So I, I'm not, I'm definitely not opposed to that. Yeah. Greg's got some questions as well. He All right. says, uh, with the season a bit more than halfway through, I have three questions to pose. <laughs> Answer me these questions three. Um, all right. Number one, which player has been the biggest surprise this year, good or bad? Um, ooh, let's see. Man, surprise. That's, uh, I, I guess I would have to say Messiah Bright in that um, I didn't, I just didn't know what she would be able to do. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, a, it was very much just an unknown. Um, you know, I didn't have, I didn't have expectations. And so because of that, the, you know, the things that she's done has, has been surprising in a good way. Yeah. I will say that's, that's probably the good surprise. Um, on the other side of the coin, I, I expected to see more out of a veteran like Ali Watt this year, especially after Darian Jenkins left the team, you knew she'd be getting some more minutes. Mm -hmm. Um, you thought maybe she'd be able to a little bit more able to help out on the score sheet than she has been. Uh, and yeah, I, I would, I would have thought she would have brought more, uh, remaining healthy and, uh, you know, for the first time in her career, kind of having some continuity, but, um, you know, maybe she'll get there. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's uh, question one, question two, looking forward two to five years, assuming the core of this team stays together. Who do you see as the captain in waiting or who do you see as the, as likely to take up the leadership role? I kind of think Emily Madrill is leadership material. Yeah, that was my first inclination as well. Um, she's not afraid to assert herself and uh, speak her mind. And, and I've like, I've mentioned before, I've been watching her for years cause she was at FSU. So yeah. um, she could I, develop I a future captain, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. That's a, that's a possibility. So we're kind of on the same page there. Three, which, uh, which two teams, which, and oh, oh, okay. I see. I think you meant to write with the real, which with another two team expansion draft coming up, which players do you see the pride protecting and, or do you think they make some trades to get immunity? Ooh, um, I, I hope they make some trades to get immunity mm-hmm. um, because we we tend to we tend to lose um, at least over the last few years we've we've tended to lose players that we didn't want to lose um, either from that or them just saying that they want to leave. I, I don't know that we have that as much this go around. I think the players that are here want to be here. I think they're they're enjoying being here, and I think they enjoy playing for Seb. So I think the culture is uh, is different enough now that that may not happen. So I, you know, I would protect, um, you know, they're talking about building for the future. So I would protect for the future, you know, um, uh, Via Corda, uh, Madrill, um, Bright, um, you know, I, I keep those, keep the youngsters, um, you know, there's, we mentioned that they're looking for a striker. So if, if they, if they take an alley Watt, they take an alley Watt, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm protecting it's, it's kind of counterintuitive, but I'm protecting youth for the future. Yes, but also stars. You're going to protect Adriana. Oh, of course. You're yeah. going to protect, uh, they'll probably protect Marta, although I, Marta's 
little cost prohibitive. She makes more money than most of the players uh, and is toward the end of her career. So maybe you, you could take a chance on not protecting her. I think they'll probably protect Rafaela since they brought her in. And I do think Madrill, Clough, Viacorta, Bright, Doyle, maybe all get protected. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they really like Kylie Strom. Kylie Strom could be protected. Um, other than that, I mean, I think you've, you, this isn't a deep team. So I, I think you're probably okay with taking your chances on some of these others. But again, uh, we have to see what the rules are. What, what are the rules of this expansion draft? How many are you allowed to? Um, this might be a good topic to revisit once those expansion draft rules come out and we have an actual number. We can say, okay, this is who's on the team. This is how many they can protect. The, these are their contract situations. And then we can look at that and kind of give it a little bit more in depth. Absolutely. And and it may be a case of, you know, depending on how many they protect that, you know, the pride might not lose anybody um, because if they mm-hmm. protect the ones that they would want and the whoever's left isn't anybody that they want, then there's, you know. <laughs> well, if there's one thing we've seen from the last expansion draft, it's that teams love ex pride players. That's true. And, Ex-Pride players love going and doing better things elsewhere. Yeah. Oh, some of them haven't done much. I will I will say um, we haven't seen much out of Angel City, for example. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, thanks for the questions, Greg. And I believe that brings our mailbag box to a conclusion. Oh, good questions. Glad yeah. to hear them. Good stuff. If you want to get your questions for next week, uh, please do. Uh, we would love to hear from you. Email us at the mainland at gmail.com or hit us up on at scoperp soccer on Twitter with the hashtag ask scoperp. We would love to answer any question you have. Doesn't even have to be soccer related. We would love to hear from you. And if you have an answer to our question that is not bend it like Beckham, please let <laughs> us know. Yeah, because we're obviously we're looking for content. Yeah, we are. But we're, you know, we're also looking for ideas of good stuff we can watch. That's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Also, if you would like to help us and you don't want to spend any money or spend a lot of time doing it, very easy way you can help us to reach more people. And that is simply by rating and reviewing this podcast wherever you get your podcast. And if you do that on Apple Podcasts, if you write a review with a five-star rating, we'll read it on the show and we might put it on our website as well because, you know, we're we're looking for recommendations from people. Yeah. And we're cool looking stuff. for looking for people to get us higher up in that algorithm and so that when someone searches for women's soccer podcast, they'll find us. Because we want to have more people listening so that they can ask us questions. Yes, that too, but also because we just want to reach a wider audience. That's why not make this a bigger show? Yes, why not? Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's something you can do. It doesn't cost you anything. It takes very little of your time, and we would really appreciate it. Consider it Dave's birthday present, even though it's not Dave's birthday. No, but it is soon, so mm. early birthday present. And it is someone's birthday. My wife's birthday is this month. You could have it be for her birthday. There you go. That's exactly what your wife would want for her birthday. <laughs> well, that's what they can. I'm getting her something else. <laughs> okay. All right, uh, Dave, O.L. Rain coming to Orlando, making the long flight across the country. Mm-hmm. This is uh, an interesting matchup. The teams have not yet played this year. 
there are a lot of draws in the history of this series. Mm-hmm. Um, but really OL rain is, has, uh, has dominated this series. It's, uh, the pride are only one, six and seven against the combined OL rain, rain FC, Seattle rain franchise. That's not great. One, two and four at home, but the rain are missing some players. I mean, obviously Orlando's missing some players, but the rain are missing more players. Uh, this could be a very interesting matchup on Friday night. So, uh, when you look at the rain and, um, you know, relative to where they are, they are once again, they're high in the table third right now, 24 points, just two points out of first place, seven, four and three and uh, two, two and two on the road. So they're holding their own on the road more than a lot of teams, uh, but they're really making their, their gravy at home, five, two and one at home, seven, four and three overall. That is uh compare that to Orlando five, eight and one. So, you know, that's not a ton of difference. There's just eight points separate third place from ninth place Orlando. Uh, the Pride are three, three and zero oh at home. So maybe this is a chance to get some more points. Uh, again, I'm I'm not going to say I believe in this team. I'm just going to enjoy watching them. Right. Yes. Yeah, we're that's that's where we're at on that. But uh, like you said. Uh, OL Rain are going to be missing more players than Orlando City or Orlando Pride is missing players. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's, we mentioned it earlier, you know, because of the World Cup and because of injuries for OL Rain. Um, this is the time when you take advantage of that and you get the three points against a team like that. I would like that. I would like that yes. a lot. Going to have to contain at least Bennett. Yep. Um, but there's a lot of players missing for, that you wouldn't normally have to deal with, like a, a Megan Rapino, for example. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what are your thoughts as far as and you know Rose Lavelle and that kind of thing? What are your thoughts so far, Dave, on uh, a key matchup per se for this matchup? Um, you know, my initial thought is, well, I, let me rephrase that. My initial thought coming into the podcast was um, the defense dealing with uh, you mentioned Bennett. Um, and you know, also fish lock, but basically stifling OL Reigns scoring. And and the reason being, and you mentioned this during the podcast and got me thinking about it is <laughs> if the pride can score first, then that's good. But I'm not I'm not gonna have that be my actual matchup. It's still gonna be uh doing the best to keep um Bennett Fishlock and the rest off the board. Yeah, Bethany Balls are another one who was was given yep. the pride fits in the past. Uh, that's there's still a lot of firepower on yeah. the, the rain. So for me, the the key matchup is how does Orlando's defense hold up against that attack? Yep. Um, very, uh, you know, very accomplished, very veteran, uh, attack Fishlock You mentioned, she's, she's one of those players who's uh, a great international on a team that, you know, the international team doesn't uh, necessarily make all the big tournaments always. So, uh, yep. But uh, Tazara King, Bethany Balser, Elise Bennett, that's a pretty potent looking attack, even without some of the stars they normally have. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's where my worry is. And that's where, that's where my focus is. And it sounds like it is for you as well. It is. And um, yeah, I just, it would be nice to beat this team once in a while. <laughs> yeah. <I would. laughs> this doesn't happen very often. Um, OL Rain has 
uh, scored 23 goals on the year and has shipped 17. Compare that to Orlando's 14 goals scored and 21 shipped. So the defensively, they're not that far apart, but obviously offensively, golf, a golf between those two teams. Yeah, because as we've mentioned earlier, uh, the Pride either score a bunch or none. Yeah, I would like this to be one of the three goal Orlando Pride appearances. That would be nice. That would be much better. <laughs> so do you have a score prediction? I'm going to let you go first for this one because I went uh, first on the mainland podcast. I do. I'm and I really, really want uh, this to be a win, but I, I they haven't showing that they can they can knock those things out you know back to back mm-hmm. uh it's been a very up and down season so i'm i'm gonna do what i did last week and i'm gonna say two nil loss and hope that i'm wrong in the same way all right um yeah this is a difficult one i'm gonna you know look at this as you know the team knows how to play without Alana Cook, Sophia Huerta, Jordan Heidema, Rose Lavelle, Quinn, Megan Rapino, Emily Sonnet, <laughs> Angelina. Lots of internationals, but no injuries to speak of unless they picked up one in their last game. I didn't check out the uh, the video of that yet. Um, Orlando also has been pretty healthy. I I can't really predict a win here. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a two two draw. I think that would actually not be a terrible result for the pride, but it would be better for them to win since they're at home. But I I think, can they do it two weeks in a row against a a top quality opponent? Um, They've been so inconsistent this year. I'm not sure. The good thing they have going for them is they're playing a team above the playoff line. Right. Yeah. That seems to be uh, where they're able to play up to the competition rather than play down. Yeah. Yeah, You know, I thought about a draw, but the only thing that kept me from doing that was there's only one other draw this season. So they don't tend to do that. No, they don't. But when they play the rain, there have been a a long history of draws. So uh, that's what I'm, I'm going on history here. All right. We'll see how it goes next week. We'll come back and we'll, uh, we'll talk about this game and we'll see who came closer or if anybody came anywhere near and, uh, Again, I think I picked a draw. You picked a loss. So maybe the win. Yeah, that would be nice. A win would be winning. Uh, Nuke Lelouch said it best in Bull Durham. I like, I love winning. You know, it's better than losing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wise words. Yeah. All right. That's going to do it for episode 13, Dave, unless you got something else on your mind. No, uh, just uh, excited about Friday. All right, let's get on with this season. It's uh, it's it's getting into the critical part here. Like you had mentioned, Orlando can take advantage of some of these teams missing their stars. Now's the time to do it. Yep, yep, this is it. All right, episode 13 is history. We're done. Please read our stuff at themainland.com. Follow Dave on Twitter when it's working at Mainland Dave. Follow me at Mainland Michael and follow this show at Scoperb Soccer. You can also follow the mainland at the mainland. So that's a lot of Twitters that you can follow right there. Uh, like us on Facebook, rate, review, download, and subscribe to this show. Share it with your friends. And uh, please give us follow at, at Scoperp Soccer on Twitter. Uh, we could use a few more follows. We're a little, little slow getting that one built up. Yeah, and and if you happen to be a, a, a mainland uh, um, follower, follow Scoperp too. Yeah. Nothing doesn't, wrong with it, that. 
doesn't cost you nothing. Yeah, exactly. All right. We will be back next week. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks to those who sent in emails and questions. And we have nothing left to do, but what we do at the end of every show, which is to say, go pride, go purr.